is Joe. And this is Ubaldi Brief. So how's it going, Joe? Great, John. We have a lot going on probably over the past few days or so, and they seem to be handling something a little bit different with this current administration, and that's the media. There was a shooting in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, and they're creating like all this chaos and when it was brought to the police chief's attention or the police chief was trying to explain what was going on and he mentioned the word riot, he got a lot of backlash from reporters saying it's not a riot. Yeah, it's what this administration is far different than the last administration. Now, when it came to President Trump, President Trump had a very confrontational relationship with the media. That's That was evident. But the media also had a confrontational approach to President Trump. They were always shouting at him, trying to interrupt him. Now, remember last month, President Biden had his first press conference, and he only had answered 10 questions from 10 reporters, but they weren't really tough questions. And then so far, he gives these pronouncements, say, on infrastructure or on taxes or on something else or climate change, but he doesn't engage with the media. Hmm. And the media is is far easier on Joe Biden than they would be if that same issue is with Donald Trump. So, but for how long? Because Chris Wallace interviewed Pete Buttigieg, and there was a straight lie when comparing the numbers to what they said they were going to produce job-wise to what the actual numbers were. And there's a lot of cloaking and misdirection. And yet, instead of questioning him, why did you lie? He said, why are you trying to mislead? Or there seems to be, they're just like, they're wording things a little bit differently to make this administration look better than, because if this was under the Trump administration, they'd be like, President Trump, why did you lie? And that's the problem. Now, just so for our listeners state, Pete Buttigieg is the Secretary of Transportation. And he was on Chris Wallace, which is Fox News Sunday. And Chris Wallace asked him, President Biden and the administration has said they would create 19 million new jobs, when in reality, it's only 2 million. And that's dubious at best on that as well. So you're right. If it was Donald Trump, they would have said he lied, where Joe Biden is misleading. But then we're not really getting a chance to talk to Joe Biden, even no. as vice president, who was put in charge of the border. And now it's been rechanged. She's now in charge of the country of origin where these migrants are coming from. She's never held a press conference. She doesn't engage with the media at all, except when you shout a question to her, and then she laughs it off. So as being the first vice president of the United States, first female vice president of the United States, when you think that if Joe Biden is going to be a four-year president, and then she would be like the next hopeful to kind of continue on, why wouldn't she start getting her face and be more regular when it comes to media? The only thing I can speculate is the way they're handling Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a gaffe machine, pretty evident for this whole history of his political time in Washington. He says things and he's just gaffe. Kamala Harris is the same way. She's not the most articulate and more the most knowledgeable about the issues. Now, when she ran for president, she had this huge rollout in Oakland, right? It was like 20,000 people showed up for her presidential kickoff. But then when she made the, the, the statement that I'm for Medicare for all, I'm for universal health care, and we're going to abolish all private insurance, she didn't understand how Medicare works. Mm. Medicare pays 75% 
of the cost, but you need private insurance to pay the other 25%. Yeah. And she's not that, I'm yeah. not saying she's not smart. She's very intelligent, but she doesn't read through the issues. She doesn't dive in and become an expert on those issues. I think she just plays off. I'm the first woman of color to be vice president. And she plays off that instead of doing her homework. Yeah, but, but I think she should be more out there. You are a, a shining example for not only women, but women of color throughout the entire country. Yet, like you said, it hasn't had a press conference. She has been given several opportunities that take the leadership, especially when it comes to the border and also when it comes to the pandemic. Yet she just she's hanging back in the wings, which kind of it leads me to think that and a lot of other people think this, including some Congress people that are starting to approach the subject, is that is the president actually running the country? And that's a question we don't know. Is his chief of staff running the court? His name is Ron Klein. Is he running the country? Or is it Susan Rice, his domestic policy advisor? We just don't know. But on your first question with Kamala Harris, if, there's, if the media, excuse me, if the handlers for both of them, they're just as concerned of Joe Biden doing gaffes just as well as she is. They could be just putting her in the basement. The strategy is do no harm. You can't do any harm if you don't get out there. But if you're out there, you have the propensity to make a mistake, to say a gap, to say something. Because let's say just on the border alone, she's going to have to ask, answer questions when she stated as a senator that she equates ICE with the KKK. So she will have to ask that. Some of her, her immigration policy is like, oh, just really open the border, allow people to come in, and we'll take care of them. Last question before we take off is that, so since we are now having the another, looks like we're breaching a spring into a summer of unrest again, and this is now under the Biden administration, is it Biden's responsibility to combat systemic racism, the same thing he was talking to about? Trump when Trump was president. Correct. This is the issue that Democrats, now that Joe Biden is president, that he chastised Donald Trump. But when you talk about systemic racism, a lot of it stems, if you look at these cities, now Minneapolis is a pretty liberal city. It's been controlled by the Democrats since the, the late 1960s. So you're always, you're talking about 55 years ago. So they have, and that's the issue that I keep trying to raise to people is when they control the city, they control the school board, all the boards and commissions that handle that city. And even though the mayor and the city council are not running the schools, they'll have a direct say who gets on that school board. And that's systematic throughout the country. You go to Baltimore, you go to Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. That hasn't had a Republican mayor since about 1906. So this is what you need to look at. Systematic racism is, is a great talking point, and it plays well in the media because they don't do their due diligence. Okay, take the city of Baltimore. I did an article about this a few weeks ago. You, and I'm not saying if they're believing that's racism, you have a black mayor, black police chief, majority of the city councilmen are, council persons are black, the school board CEO is black, but yet they have the third highest propensity for student funding, but yet they have one of the worst schooling systems in the nation. So if you don't fix that, like I know I mentioned this to, in that, to where you're blue in the face, my father only had a fifth grade education. 
he knew to get ahead, you have to get a solid education. So this is something Joe Biden's going to have to fix. You can't blame Trump. It's like Harry Truman said, the buck stops with me. So you got to make those decisions. So, and I think what the listeners should take into this is that what is there or what can we do to not only maybe look past the media bias, what can we do to look forward to when it comes to the challenges we face ahead? And how can they do that, John? The way they can do that, they can get in touch with us by going to ubaldireports at gmail.com. That's ubaldireports at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ubaldi Reports. You can also go to, on Facebook, there's Ubaldi Reports group. Check us out there. And we just started, we're just trying to fine tune it. We're started our live streaming of these podcasts. So once we get, we're still trying to get the bugs out, but we're moving forward on that. And then Joe, why don't you tell them, our listeners, what we're also doing? Right now, we're currently working on a Patreon. We wanted to get it up at the beginning of April, but it seems like it's a still work in progress. We will be getting that up where we would like our listeners to help contribute to us so we can give them better content, more shows. And in doing that, we are going to give you an, an extra episode where you can get more of an uncensored, more opinionated podcast where John and I really get into it and we let it all out. And uh, you can hear that. It's going to be called the Ubaldi Reports Declassified. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be an interesting podcast. Until then, everybody have a good day. Have a good day and keep listening to Ubaldi Brief. That was good.